Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta here. Dukes, dig it! There, but for the grace of God, it was me. Well, a nickel-sized hell and a damaged wind. We roll over New York, never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. That's get on my music. Well, this is the first. It is uh, breaking ground, breaking ice. What is the word I'm looking for? We're heading west, past the Mississippi tour, Donner Pass, Oregon Trail. I don't know. There's an analogy out there that I'm missing. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the show. It's the Chad Duke Show. Uh, this is the first free one we've put up that's uh, completely available to all. I uh, feel compelled to do so in light of what was a monstrous NFL news day yesterday. And uh, I forgot what your terminology was, Tor, uh, but you said something like, it's blowing up, it's shaking loose, it's all happening now. It's weird, and I remember I did, did sports talk radio for so long. That's the way it fucking worked, man. You go like weeks and weeks and weeks where you're like, oh my God, what am I going to talk about tomorrow? I can't talk about regular season baseball again. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the NFL would just have a hemorrhoid burst, and then you would just be doused, and that's disgusting. I don't know why I said that, but... Um, First day of the draft, you had the Tebow workout with Jaguar with the Jaguars. You had the fucking Aaron Rodgers news. Um, the Bears fucking traded up again for a quarterback. The fucking Niners. I cannot believe. All right, we'll get to it. Uh, I am your host with the most uh, big shoot on the internet, screaming into the uh, computer like everyone does nowadays. Thank you so much for joining us. Wherever you're listening, this is free on our iTunes and Spotify feed. So if you don't mind as a thank you, just leave, leave us a quick five-star review and uh, subscribe. Tell a friend. It's going to be fun. All this information is going to be dated probably as soon as the episode goes up, unfortunately. That's the way this works. That's why I don't like podcasts. I like radio. Podcasts suck. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to do it anyway. I'm joined by my executive producer, the cold soldier, Gigantor, is with me in the building. And Tor... Or a couple of fat marks. You're wearing your stupid team shirt, and I'm wearing my stupid team shirt. <laughs> and look, you at least have a fucking, you have an excuse. You're How old are you, 22? Uh, 23. You're 23 years old. Like, you still can be young and dumb and full of calm. I'm 42 <laughs> years old, and I came in here all dressed like, oh, it's Christmas Day. And I don't even necessarily know if I like the pick, but I got swept up yesterday, man. Did you get swept up? I just... No, I was swept up with nerves and anxiety that Atlanta was going to do something super dumb. Um, but you're always swept up with nerves and anxiety. Well, that's true. And then, but some, for some reason, I couldn't help but put the shirt on because it's the draft. I'm like, I could just wear any shirt; it won't impact the outcome. But I disagree. You, oh, <laughs> you think I think you have to put it on to make sure that you don't impact the outcome. The shirt that you're wearing could decide the fate of your very mediocre franchise. Um, 
Well, we'll start there uh, just because I know you're a, a huge Falcons fan. I still don't understand that. I think that Michael Vick was in Madden or something. Everybody I know of that it's a fan of that's your age. That's a fan of a team that isn't the home team is a fan of that team for a dumb reason. It's like, oh, hey, this guy was in a video game, or I drove past this window and I liked. I thought the logo was pretty. Why, why are you a Falcons fan again? Uh, my grandma pointed to the screen when Michael Vick, Michael Vick was playing, and she said, "Look at this! Look at him play." He is the best football player I've ever seen. I said, okay, Grandma, I love you, so I'm going to like this team now. You're going to try to claim that you like one of the worst franchises in the league because your grandma pointed the screen once at a player that didn't even finish his career there? Yeah, I'm a grandma's boy. So, you know, Why aren't you an Eagles like fan then? Well, because I it was – I. Why aren't you a Steelers fan 2004, 2005. Because you played for the Steelers. Why aren't you a Steelers fan? My grandma pointed at the screen when Charlie Batch was playing for the Steelers and said, that's the best football player I've ever seen. You're going to watch him. And I'm still a Washington fan. Um – well, let's start there, Tor. I know you're – I cannot believe the amount of people that – I don't have a problem with them taking – Sean Salisbury, for those of you that don't know, mm -hmm. you should subscribe to the Chad Duke Show. Sean Salisbury came on this week. He said into uh, the phone that he thought Kyle Pitts, I believe he said, was not just the best athlete in the draft. He said the best overall player in the draft. Didn't he say that? Yeah, he said – if. You would take him over a quarterback, which uh, aside, is aside from Trevor Lawrence. And Sean Salisbury is the fucking quarterback guru. Um, that means a lot to me. Like Salis is around football a lot. He doesn't pull any punches. That being said, can't miss prospect. Guy's going to be the next Tony Gonzalez. Let's say he's the next Tony Gonzalez. Here's what I think, Tor. I don't think in the position, I think the Falcons are in the same position that I see a lot of NHL teams in, that they don't want to admit that it didn't work. They look back and they say, hey, man, we were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. If we just get one more piece, if we just chase one more white dragon, we're going to be right back there at the top of the division. They're not a good team. Um, they've got huge deficiencies on defense. Their quarterback is washed. They don't want to, I guess they're going to go another year denying that. And they're in a division with... Uh, the best team, the Super Bowl champions. Uh, the, the Saints are still going to be a very tough out. Uh, Carolina, I, I assume, is going to be better with what they've been up to. Um, I think that you can take Kyle Pitts if you are close to being a team that can win a playoff game. Close to being a team that can win a playoff game. And I don't think Atlanta is. Does that make sense to you as a fan? 100%. And I believe Sean Salisbury, when he was talking about first-round running backs, he said oh, yeah. it's a luxury pick. Oh, then, and then two that. went back-to-back -back in this draft. Fucking blew my mind. The Jaguars. I, I don't get – we'll get to well, that later I, in the draft. I, I, under, I understand it a little bit more for them because they need to build excitement down there. They need okay. to have They need to have some fun and have and fans engaged. Yeah, James Robinson is great, but he was FCS player. Well, he just churns out four-yard four yard rushes. Look, I'm not saying I defend it. I would never – you heard me say I'd never take a running back in the first round ever. I don't care who he is. Yeah. So I don't get that either. But do you like it just because i mean presumably he's gonna play tight end for 15 years for this franchise yeah that's what people are saying but people said brandon Pettigrew was going to play 15 years at tight end for detroit and people said that eric ebron was the next greatest tight end of all time who's your kid hawkinson in detroit as well who's your kid from iowa um yeah hawkinson in detroit and then we got um uh joku from um in Cleveland, who was supposed to be the best tight end athlete ever. Komet was supposed to be that guy. I mean, look, it's just, it's people see big, tall, physical, athletic tight end. They're like, well, you, Antonio Gates did this, so we've got to have one of those. It's, it's just, it's not that easy, unfortunately. I mean, Hayden Hurst also, first round pick for the Ravens. Now he's playing for Atlanta. Right. Already got shipped off. I don't, I'm not a proponent of first round tight ends, but I, I told you after the show when Salisbury came on, I, I, he sold me a little bit. He made me feel more comfortable with the idea of Kyle Pitts being on Atlanta. And 
it's I, it's cool. Whatever. We'll score 40 points. We'll give up 45 a game. That, that's just how it's going to go this year. We're going to go 7-10, and 10, and it's going to be another bloodletting year. Okay, here's a problem that I have with it. I mean, maybe if you're saying you're punting this year, you're realizing there's not a quarterback here that we're in love with. See, here's another thing that I, I think I'm okay. Now I'm rationalizing the pick. I don't know why we're starting with the Falcons. Um, if you're not in love with one of these quarterbacks, I don't think you can panic and say, oh, my God, but we have to have a quarterback. And then you maybe do what the Bears did. Now, there's a lot of people that think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this draft, and maybe he is. But the two teams that went after the Jaguars didn't think so. And there was a bunch of other teams that could have traded up to get him, and they didn't think so. Maybe they're all wrong. It's possible. I look at what Logan Thomas did last year for the Washington football team, and that's a guy that maybe was on his way out of the league. You want to talk about Detroit wide receivers. I mean, I think he had nine receptions for them, something like that. They pick him off the scrap heap, and he's got Dwayne Haskins and uh, Kyle Allen and Alex Smith and Taylor Heineke throwing him the football, and he had 72 catches and, and close to 800 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, I'm not saying that's easy to do, but I also think it's – I would rather take a couple shots on guys, bring in some retreads, try some guys in my system. The fourth overall pick for a tight end, man. If he, You know, if we're talking about this – you won't be speaking to me in 15 years, but I'll be dead. We all know that. In 15 years, if he's, like, fucking retiring, we're like, well, let's just, you know, hold our breath and wait the time it takes for him to go to the Hall of Fame, you're going to feel differently. But that's a big if. I mean, it, if he's George Kittle, fine. I, I can live with that at, at four. And okay. I, I didn't want Mac Jones as a quarterback. And then I was – I mean, it's just – I, I would not forfeit – a guy who has thrown for 4,000-plus yards uh, since 2011 in every single season right? And with a, whatever, 92.5 power uh, uh, quarterback rating and throwing touchdowns, and you know what you're going to get from him for taking a chance on a quarterback who we've learned that first-round quarterbacks in the last decade don't always pan out, even the guys that go number one overall. I mean, they it, Number two overall, it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's still a big risk, and like I said – I like the one in the hand. I, 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 I can't take two in the bush. I just can't. I will say also that what struck me yesterday, and again, I promise we're going to stop talking about the Falcons, it's how much more respect do the Falcons show Matt Ryan than the Green Bay Packers have shown Aaron Rodgers? I mean, how many weapons in the first round have they drafted for Matt Ryan? I mean, how much have they invested in that guy? And then they didn't even – they could have taken a quarterback here very easily. Yes. And it would have made sense that people would have said, okay, it's probably the right move. They bring him in another elite weapon. And the same time this bizarreness in Green Bay is going on, and no disrespect, but Ryan's a fabulous quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is better probably at every single capacity. Agreed. It's just <laughs> – and then you would say Green Bay is a much better franchise than the Atlanta Falcons yes. at every single capacity. <laughs> that, 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 that dichotomy – was not lost on me yesterday watching that draft. I saw a, a, a meme on Twitter yesterday. It was um, it was the one Pikachu surprised face meme. It was of course, the, I've seen that quite a bit recently. It was the Aaron Rodgers um, Green Bay drafts a, a quarterback in the first round last year. Uh, Green Bay uh, doesn't get Aaron Rodgers a, uh, any other weapons. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I want out. Green Bay shocked face. Well, it's it, it's also <laughs> I think it was Warren Sharp. I'm gonna try to pull it up. He actually went and broke down all of the um, the Green Bay Packers first round picks over the past I don't know what looked to be about twenty five years, and they're all defensive players. I mean, they, that's just what they do. They take right. defensive players in the first round. Now you could argue, um, 
Well, I, 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 who was I listening to yesterday? I went when so when the the um, the Rogers story came down, we're bouncing all over the place. I sort of got we'll focus. The Rogers news came down. I did this bit where I jumped on um, the internet and I was like, I gotta find. I got to find a radio station in Wisconsin that's talking about this, right? Like, I got to find people because they're going to be losing their minds. And this, right. That's the one thing I don't – I think sports talk radio is very dry and very boring. But the one great thing is when there's a story like this and you listen to the Yinzers just fucking <laughs> melting down, just losing their minds. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. So when there's a story like this, I knew it was fat. I knew it was juicy. You got this podunk, horrible market, state – area of the country they don't have they have no good looking women they've got horrible food their cities are terrible their colleges are worse and they care way too much about their football team way too much and you combine it with the fact that the football team's had two of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game back to back pretty much I was like, this is the perfect storm for dickheads to be fucking just punching their wives and kicking their dogs like it's gonna be a beautiful bedlam um and I tuned into like 104.5 The Zone in Madison and Jim Rome is on. And I was like, how the fuck do you? It's an afternoon drive. Too. I was like, you don't have an afternoon drive show in Wisconsin? But he was talking about Aaron Rodgers. Right. And this fucking guy called him in and he said, well, they had one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the best running backs in the league. In the very next draft, they draft a running back and a quarterback. And that's all you need to know. And I was like, that's a really, uh, that's a great call. Here it is. Here's Warren Sharp's tweet. You ready? Mm-hmm. How Green Bay used their first pick in the draft every year since 2012. Defensive end, defensive end, defensive back, safety, defensive tackle, cornerback, quarterback, linebacker, backup quarterback, cornerback. It's fucking outrageous, man. And I'll give him credit. They go from Greg Jennings to Donald Driver to Devontae Adams. Like, they seem to find weapons. And they seem to always have running backs. But... I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I, I, don't, I think probably Aaron Rodgers is a dick. Like, every time he's interviewed, every time I – he seems like he's a weird dude. And, like, his relationships are always like, was this influencing what's going on? I don't know. I don't know a lot about him. But he has a right, I think, with what he has accomplished to be irritated by this to an extent where he would say, I don't want to be a part of this process anymore. I don't think this is a diva athlete move by him. Yeah. Uh, two-time MVP, one-time Super Bowl champion. I get it. It was 2011 or 2010. Uh, whatever it was, he's been carrying the franchise on his back. Been ca- carrying the franchise on his calves. He he it, literally he just wills that franchise to wins. W- what was the season where they were down? He said, "We're gonna run the table." Yeah, and then he ran the fucking table and took him to the playoffs. I never no no other quarterback could do that. I've never heard of that. It's wild. Um, well, I mean, Matt Hasselbeck did it in the Super Bowl, and then probably went out there and lost. We're uh. gonna go down the field and we're gonna <laughs> score. Um, all right, I want to. I want to circle. We need to spend more time on Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to bring up. So Washington makes their pick, and um, when you do sports talk radio, you can't admit this, but a lot of times what happens is you have a general idea of everything that's going on, but then when they pick the player that you're not familiar with, you bone up for the three hours before your show, and then you go on and pretend like you knew who he was the whole time. Everybody yeah. in the industry does it. I, what's nice being out of the industry is I didn't have to do that. I'd never heard of this kid, um, and I think that that's something that needs to be make, make sure that everyone realizes is that all the people that you listen to today that are going to pretend like they were rooming with this kid in college, they had no idea who he was either. Um, doesn't mean they're not doing a great job. It just means that that's it. It is what it is, as uh, the kids used to say on the street. Um, Jamin Davis, yeah. So I started reading about him. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, hard deck baseline. Ron Rivera was a linebacker. Yeah. Okay. Ron Rivera coached Thomas Davis. Ron Rivera coached Luke Keekley. Yeah. 
Ron Rivera's a defensive guy. Ron Rivera's a character guy. These are things he's really, really good at. So when Ron Rivera takes a linebacker um, in the draft, and I would say above a couple of other players that a lot of people had the that Washington linked to, um, Darisaw, the big tackle from Virginia Tech. There's, there's a couple guys there that they thought they might, they might pick. I'm going to defer to Ron Rivera because I think that if he believes that a player at that position is good and a player at that position is worth investing in, he's probably going to get that right. There's other things that I might question Ron Rivera on. That's not one of them. Um, you start reading about him, military family, high motor, uh, all the good things you like, work ethic, family structure, all that. And you're like, okay, good, good. But the question that I would ask when you see a pick like this, again, I'm not questioning it. I, I listened to the kid being interviewed about three or four times. Seems like a bright kid. Seems like a nice kid. Um, I, I, I think he's going to work out fine. And I actually, whenever you invest in your front seven in this league, I think it's probably a good thing because there's so much, there's so many short passes. There's so many backs coming out of the backfield and jet sweeps and just, you have to be lean. You have to be athletic. You have to be strong because the running game is just, it's going the way of the dodo. Eventually it's all just going to be short passes to her. So you need guys like this. Right. Um, that being said, I, your strength is your defense. By far the defense is what's going to win you games. It was one of the best in the league last year. Your offense was to wit, not, um, I, I know everyone loves to scream best player available. I, I think low thinking NFL guy uh, fans that want to believe that they're on the same level as offensive coordinators and scouts and drafts that haven't done the work that have no training. They've heard people that they admire say this best player available mantra at all things. So they parrot it. And to a certain extent, I don't mind. It. It's like the worst you can do is get the best player on the board and you add a great piece to your team. Fine. But they just tore the problem that I have is they had so many needs offensively and there were players that could help them offensively in that spot that wouldn't be viewed as as much of a reach as this is that I think, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable saying I would have taken somebody else, but I would understand if people are scratching their heads looking at what, what this organization needed to improve that side of the football and saying that was an opportunity to do so and that you did not. I, um... I agree a lot with your sentiments on the best player available. I don't like draft uh, pe- uh, drafting best player available. I don't think it necessarily helps your team. I-, I always refer back to Leonard Williams' selection by the Jets. They already had three stud defensive linemen. You needed so much other help with that team. Right. You needed an offensive lineman. You needed a wide receiver. You didn't have a wide receiver for five years. And you drafted Leonard Williams, and he didn't do anything for you, and he was off the team in three years. That's what happens in my in my eyes. That's what happens to best player availables. They are a really good player, and they weren't a good fit for your team because you didn't draft them as a fit for your team. So then they go out and they find success with a team who actually fits them, like Leonard Williams this year with the Giants, who got now got an extension, got re-signed. So I cannot ever get on board with, okay, he's just such a, a good freak athlete, whatever, especially on the defensive end. Right. I just I cannot do it. You want to draft uh, rounds four through seven, all DBs for depth? Sure, one of them's going to turn out and be a, a good a good starter. You cannot do best player av- available just because. Uh, first round running back, he could have all the talent in the world. We were talking about uh, Washington if they wanted ETN, they didn't need him. He's probably bet a little bit better than Antonio Gibson, but not enough to take him over a uh, 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 Davis or, or 
if they wanted Darius R or anything like that. I'm still surprised how many teams are okay with drafting running backs in the first round. Like I, I don't like. I'm, I'm sitting here. I don't want to deal in absolutes with the best player available tour. Right. But the one absolute I would subscribe to ten times out of ten is look at what drafting Saquon Barkley where they did. I mean, I mean look how that's paid off. Go down the list. Investing in running backs is probably the worst thing you can do in this league right now. And maybe there's some exceptions. I'll maybe you can point some to me. I I can't think of any right now. From who are the best running backs in the league? Christian McCaffrey. I mean, go down, go down the list. Um, Elliott. Yeah, I mean, he got, he's one of the few that actually got re-signed. Yeah, and it's it that was a huge mistake. Right. And so I I don't know. I, I I'm glad Washington didn't do that. I was screaming and yelling and waving my arms around about that. And, and look, I get it. Curtis Samuel is probably going to be um, a nice complimentary piece. Terry McLaurin. The Sammy's Reyes guy, I don't even know how to say his name. They, they, Washington, oh, God damn it, their fans, they love when somebody comes in, they're like, oh, this guy's going to go ahead and catch you. I've seen this move so many times where vague <laughs> offensive cast off former rugby player gets brought in, and then we think he's going to be uh, the, the, the fucking Kellen Winslow. I don't know. I, maybe that works out. Their offense should be better also with some consistency. The Dwayne Haskins experiment is over. It's done. You don't have to worry about that baggage. You don't have to worry about whether the owner is involved. You probably don't even have the starting quarterback on your team for 2022. Um, so I think that'll simplify things a lot as well. Uh, it, I'm going to trust Ron Rivera on this one. He has proven that he should be trusted, and he has proven that he can guide this team the correct way, and he knows linebackers. So that's fine. Uh, the biggest the biggest whiff, of course, I, I don't know if Mike Mayock wasn't – an analyst for a cable television network tour. Oh boy. How badly would he be getting eviscerated <laughs> on a daily basis? I feel like he just makes a bizarre pick 100% of the time, a reach. He had three first-round picks in one draft reached all three times. I, I, I'm sure Alex Leatherwood can play right tackle. I read that's what they think he's going to do. It flashed up at the bottom of the screen when I was watching the draft. It said like 67% this player would have been available at pick you know, 68 or wherever they were coming back around. I just, I've never seen media bias is something we talk about nonstop in our society now. Nobody benefits more than that than Mike Mayock. It's, Leatherwood is a good offensive lineman. He never allowed a sack or did whatever. For context, I, by the people should know, I bust your balls, but you played offensive line in, for collegiate football. Yes, he's solid. Uh, he's a little top heavy. I'm sure they're going to work on his body comp. What are you? Just heavy. A little bottom heavy. Yeah, really bottom heavy. I'm just heavy. <laughs> Don't steal my gimmick. Slow feet. You're like the you're like the uh, the fucking Midnight Rider over there <laughs> coming out with my gimmicks on. No, my my whatever my analysis feet too slow. It's pretty spot on from what I've seen. Upper body too, uh, not not strong enough. Oh. Body comp not good. Uh, can't have him on the field. He's going to fall down, and hurt somebody. That's how I. That's I, I, I can't get a. You can't get a camp invite like that. <laughs> you can't have him on the field, and not just because you can't play. Is that you're going to fall down and hurt somebody else? That's the truth. That, that uh, NFL scouts and teams, if they see you, if you're in practice, and it doesn't matter how good you are, if you're falling down a bunch, you can't right. stay on your feet, especially as uh, offensive line, defensive line. Right. You can't bring them in. I have a video of you actually maybe doing just that. They're going to hurt somebody. That's a, that's a legitimate thing. <laughs> I have game film from Tor where he is pulling from the, I think, the tackle position, and he slides like Ricky Henderson 13 feet across the field to the left after tripping and falling. It's not my only fall. Oh, 
God, I have some other good falls. I'll try to find them. Yeah, please send those over to me as soon as possible. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm uh, back to, you're saying that Alex Leatherwood probably was going to play better than you would in, for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, most Las likely. Vegas, Atlanta, Los Angeles <laughs> yeah. Raiders. Yeah. Why don't they move some more? Just uh, whatever. Vegas deserved the team, but why are you going to uproot one of the coolest teams ever? Bro, why is Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, when they make a short list of places they want to go, why was Vegas on both of them? Do you think do you think it has anything to do with Gruden and the stadium and the football team, or is it just I want to fucking live in Las Vegas? I don't I don't get maybe it's they have a new stadium. Maybe it's By the way, the stadium's Gr- Gr- gorgeous. Gruden's gonna let me do whatever the stadium I'd like to live there. It's, I, all, I, it's all black. It's you know all me. Crazy. I want to. I love the hat on that stadium. I love the hat on it. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I don't. I don't get the big torch gimmick, but it looks awesome. Just, what do you like better, that or the, the Rams, the, the Los Angeles stadium? Because oh, that's fucking gorgeous. Also, it's, it's like you don't. What do you, it's it's like you're in GTA. Pick one car or the yeah. other. You know, what are you gonna pick to the black car or the white car? What you know what it makes me. In? People always talk about how bad FedEx is, and that's fine. But FedEx has been there for a million years now. Yeah, it makes me so happy how much cooler those stadiums are than the <laughs> Dallas Stadium. They're so much cooler, and like that was the fucking pinnacle of all the stadium evolution. Everyone loved that place. Right. And now it looks like you're going into a Bob's Big Boy driving yeah, into that exactly. stadium compared to those other two. Oh, they're absolutely gorgeous. You could have your big TV. I'm going to take this sleek-ass design on the water. Dude. I'm going to have everything match on the inside. I don't care if you have an art museum in the basement of Jerry World. You don't have what Vegas has. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And the, the, the Rams stadium, the Chargers stadium is crazy, too, because like it's open. So it looks like it's this huge structure, but it also looks like you could just walk into it. Right. Um. I don't know how we got on this topic, but why people want to go to Rich, uh, Richmond? Why do they want to go to Las Vegas? Like, why is that? Is it to work with Gruden? Because Gruden's just such a quarterback guru. I think Gruden's just going to let them do whatever they want, and mm. they know that if Gruden, if if told by if he had an elite quarterback, he'd be he'd be getting them all the weapons that he that that they wanted. Right. I think they're sitting here in Vegas saying we have Derek Carr. I guess we'll just build a team, you know, on the defense. We'll get some other players. You know, it's not like he's going to do anything, so we can't invest a whole bunch of weapons that are going to leave in three years when we're going to get a quarterback next year. But uh, Leatherwood, definitely a reach. He will not play tackle in the offensive, uh, in the NFL. He'll play guard. He'll be a really good guard. Right. Not Zach Martin guard, but, a, you know, just a big guard. He's going to be what you need. He's as wide as it can be. Can be. And he'll he'll do fine. He'll get beat by uh, Aaron Donald, but who doesn't? We saw this with Brandon Sheriff, where it's like we're going to draft this uh, high caliber guard and move him to tackle, and they immediately realize we can't do that. He's a guard, and now okay, he's been right. a, he's been a great guard for however many years, and then he's going to price himself out because you want to pay a guard, and then he's going to leave. And you know, we we danced with this devil in the pale moonlight here in Washington. <laughs> Maybe it goes different for them. Is Marcus Mariota still in Las Vegas? He is, right? I think he got. I thought he signed a two-year deal with them, and I there was all these rumors that he was going to go someplace else. But I believe he's still with the team. But you, you cannot have you can't have a guard transfer. There are very few great athletes a guard that could play tackle. I'd say uh, if you needed Quentin Nelson to do some kick steps and get a couple stops there, he could. But tackles are just built; they they just are way different. And tackles make the money. Guards are the gritty guys that go in every single day, bash their heads into the into the wall and in, into players' chests, and and just do their job. They're kind of replaceable, but you find a good one, you gotta you gotta hold on to it. And centers are team guys. So you need a good team guy center. Doesn't need to be the best athlete. You don't need Jason Kelsey who runs a, a four eight two uh, every at, at center position, but somebody who can just snap the ball, make the right calls for the offensive line, and and help out on blocks. Um, the 
the story of the draft, of course, was the third pick yeah. overall. Uh, the 49ers packaged together uh, just a, a monstrous uh, variety of picks. They move up. Um, there was a huge debate. Here is what I, I knew, uh, Tor. They weren't going to pick anybody there that I wasn't going to think this is a stretch for how much you gave up. So they were sold on whoever was going to be there. They know better than me, so I'll defer to that. Um, that being said, uh, the fact that they were willing to presumably, if the reports are true, trade that pick and Jimmy Garoppolo and I guess some other players to Green Bay in an effort to land Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how that much that influences what they think of Trey Lance or whomever you thought they were going to pick there, but it's something to at least keep in the back of your mind. Um. North Dakota State University, man. I don't know. I, he's he's more of a project, I think. If you're looking at the quarterbacks they could have taken there, he's going to be more of a project than the other two, in my opinion, that they could have taken there. Um, and, and maybe there's a higher end there. And his athleticism and his ability to kind of improvise, those highlights are incredibly impressive when I'm watching all those packages that guys puts together. But trading two first-round picks – for a guy that is seemingly more raw than the other two quarterbacks that you were talking about, I, I don't know how you justify that. And now, I guess it is possible that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on this team because how is this kid going to be ready to beat out a healthy Garoppolo who knows that offense is going to Super Bowl with that offense by the time the season begins? Well, uh, for my file on North Dakota State, they should be an FBS team. They should be playing in uh, the American Conference. They are that good. They've won like six out of the seven past uh, FCS championships. They're a dynasty in, in the FCS. And Trey Lance, uh, better than Easton Stick, who came before him, who's backing up Herbert in Los Angeles. Uh, I think I have an Easton Stick autograph relic card for some reason. I have no really? idea why. Yeah. I think I popped the box last year. I pulled that out like, oh, yeah. He's going to, oh, who's he behind? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never see the field. He, he can't. He was behind Wentz, uh, who I think I think coming. Uh, I think Lance Lance's tape at North Dakota State uh, is better than Wentz's tape at North Dakota State. Uh, but I don't know. Wentz also bombed up in, in Philly after he got hurt. So yeah. it's kind of a. It's hard to go, come after Wentz, see what happened with him, and then have that much faith in in Lance. But he went a whole season. Didn't lose a game. Didn't throw one interception. Didn't have a turnover. Right. Uh, he's just freaky, and he's playing in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and that's it's one of the strongest in the FCS. I know it's not the SEC, but he's going up against guys that get drafted every year, under picked up, undrafted free agents, and he's playing in the playoffs in the FCS every single year. So he's going up against the best of the best. It's it's, and I played in the FCS, so I understand the competition. I understand a lot of the players that are there that go to the NFL. They're typically late bloomers. They're typically they're not guys that are grown men uh, as a ninth grade. Those are the guys that are getting picked up by Georgia and Alabama. Right. They wouldn't have, they wouldn't be in that conference and that school probably if they were right. A couple of guys that I played with, uh, they got uh, picked up and junior year. We're looking at them. They're putting 700 pounds on their back. I'm like, you shouldn't be here. You you're stronger. You're strong. You should be playing in Florida. Yes. And, and, <laughs> They didn't leave, and they did that, and scouts were at every single practice watching me fall down. And <laughs> uh, That tour kid really is bottom heavy. My God, he keeps falling down and hurting people other than himself. It was so – you'd go out every day. You'd be like, okay, oh, Texans are here. Oh, cool. You know, Maybe they're here to see me. There's the Eagles. Oh, Atlanta's here today. Let me let me put on a good uh, beast in one-on-one. -on -one <laughs> Getting bulldozed. Door, what I tell you about opening your hip? Getting, like, oh, getting God, a head slapped. Where it goes? Clothesline, ear hold. 
Did you, so did you really think like oh, maybe if I pop in this practice, maybe I'll get a look with you with this New Orleans Saints? Well, the thing is, <laughs> they started coming around junior year. Well, they they were always there because we have pushed out a lot of good offensive linemen. Um, so they've always been, they've always been coming. But I think around my senior year, I'm like. I'm not coming for me. Yeah, but are you sad like that? Like you ended up sitting in this room with me. Like I mean, that has to be a huge letdown for you when all those NFL scouts were there to check out the offensive line for your team that cranks out so many blue chip prospects. If I was putting up as much weight, I mean, I was never, I, never a huge weight room guy. I've just had different facets of strength on the field. Like I could make, I could block the defensive end pretty easily. But if you're asking me to put five plates on my back. I'd crumble underneath the bar, and that's different NFL strength. I've seen you carry around five plates and take care of them. <laughs> Whenever Monk brings barbecue up here, I see it. Oh, God. <laughs> if he's coming tonight, you know, we, did a, we did a live show on Friday night. We did a Hoot Nanny one time, and I watched. We finished. I, Tor was staring at the food the whole show, and as soon as the show was done, I watched him make a beeline over to the table and came back with three plates of barbecue. <laughs> That might have been the Incredible Hulk night where I, I needed to get something. Yeah, I get you. I got you. I understand that. Um, oh, oh, yeah. But the, we're talking about the Niners. Yeah. Where the hell? Oh, oh, oh. Scouts and FCS scouts. They they know who they're going there for, and they they've had a tab on Trey Lance since he since game three of his. Of I, I'm sure they did. And and look, let's just say he's got a Carson Wentz like career trajectory. First of all, if we're not going to sit here. And blame Justin Fields for what happened to Dwayne Haskins, then we shouldn't blame this kid for what happened to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had some really good years, including one where he was playing at an MVP caliber level and then he gets injured. Maybe that's enough. I also think, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's seat is hot, but if you look at Matt Nagy and all those guys up in Chicago, you know what they've just done. They've just bought themselves some breathing room. Like they've got a new young quarterback that they can develop. They could do the bullshit where they start Andy Dalton for four or five games. We put Fields out there, and you get this season for free, and then it's like, all right, well, we're starting Fields next year. So you know, you get a couple more seasons of NFL caliber paychecks. I I hope that's not how general managers and coaches look at it, but I don't know how you couldn't with those numbers and how few those jobs are. I just can't get back to where if you're going to draft, he's a project. Um, as, as high as the ceiling of his potential may be, I don't know how you package all those picks together and go up and get that. But it was cool. Like that was. That was a dramatic pick. Like the draft itself, I thought was, other than that, kind of free of drama. Other than the the, the Raiders botching it again and the the Bears moving up again for another quarterback. So I was glad to see that. Um, wh what did you think of the television show? The draft was. What did you think of it? Is that I'm going to sit down as a television consumer and I'd like to be entertained for the next let me check my watch it might still be going on three and a half fucking hours as long as that first round was I just it it was okay I was pretty invested in this draft I've been following it following the players more than I ever have um so I was like more more I was watching it more than I had been but all the in it was basically when I heard ding, 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 then I'm looking at the TV. Yeah, Other but than the, that, it's but the problem is it would say the pick was in the farce of you only get ten minutes. The pick would it, it would say on the television the pick is in. Then there would be nine minutes more of these babbling idiots, and then Goodell would have to take ten minutes to walk out from that exhaustingly long stage. They did the gimmick with the fan, the stupid mouth breather sitting in the chair that's dressed like a clown. They never knew whether to stand up and shake his hand or to sit down and shake his hand. Nobody knew what was going on there. They only referenced it once at the beginning of the broadcast. Then you had to sit through 37 different charities. Like I guess they drove by a bunch of charities on the way to Cleveland and said, let's give them some shout outs. 
Uh, and then they brought another goon fan out that was just excited. It just took so long to get the picks out. And then by the time you're in the back half of the draft and your team's already selected, because I wanted to watch the whole first round, you're just like, I cannot believe how boring and awful this is. And my favorite part of the whole night was after Cleveland picked and they did that big sweeping camera shot, everyone had left. <laughs> there was nobody <laughs> left there. And then just the, the mask stuff where – they're wearing a mask out to shake Goodell's hand, but then they're slapping everybody high five on the way. I'm like, I don't, is this just for the optics? Are you really worried about it? There's 10 billion people in Cleveland behind you there. I guess you're not worried about it. It's very odd. Um, Kings of Leon, just a giant bag of dicks. Like, <laughs> fuck the fuck off. Please, please stop torturing us with your music. I mean, enough. I could not believe they played that the slowest, most depressing song. By the way, completely irrelevant. Someone like you, I think it's called. Yeah. It, 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 why would you kick your show off with that song? And then the house band is playing, and it's the sweet Caroline. I'm like, are you fucking still entertained by this? How dumb is this? I I, thought, I hated it as a TV show. I really did. I thought Kings of Leon might have been from Cleveland. They're from Nashville, Tennessee. It makes no sense. Dude, there was now. a huge Nashville focus that entire time. Like, I felt like they talked about it. They showed the Nashville fans way longer than they did other groups. Um, and the draft was there, what, two years ago before COVID? Yeah. It was awesome, by the way. It looked really cool. Nashville's a cool town. But, yeah, I don't know. You can't find somebody from Cleveland? You can't find – I mean, if you're in Cle I like when they had Bernie Kozar out there and the Bernie Kozar chant went up. Like, I thought that was fun. Yeah. I actually liked last year's draft with uh, Goodell in his basement. Felt like it moved a little Oh, it was quickly. quicker. So this it's just a giant jackoff session. And here's what I don't get to her. Mm -hmm. The Super Bowl, like you and I have lost the Super Bowl, right? We're football fans. Yeah. It ain't for us. They they know we're gonna watch the Super Bowl. They could put um two hours of scat porn on before, after, and in the middle. And I know it's disgusting, right? You then you want to jerk off. That it's gonna be they could put that on and we're still gonna watch. Like our moms could be filming scat porn and we're gonna still gonna turn in for the Super Bowl. We know that. The draft is... Why are you looking at me like that? It's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Please reel it in. <laughs> you want me to hit this? There's a technical! I, I shouldn't have to want you to hit that. This is hard-hitting hard sports talk. You should want to have to hit that yourself. This, this is hardcore, <laughs> gripping sports talk. It's hardcore, all right. That's right. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the draft, yeah. right? I'm no expert, but I love football. I do a fantasy football draft. I like to gamble on football, you know, a little bit more than a casual fan, right? So the draft is supposed to be for us. It's supposed to be for football fans. And they're turning it into the same shitbag VH1 behind the music, all the superfluous bullshit. I don't care about the players' families' stories. I don't care about which cousin had cancer. I know this sounds cold. I'm sorry. I don't – I just want to know – Who's picking where, which team is going where, and what that means, and the drama surrounding the potential trains. I don't mind the, the stupid mock drafts and all the lying and the and the posturing and the sleight of hand shit that goes on beforehand because it's all building towards an entertaining night. They did everything they could to throw roadblocks in, and here's this band, and here's this feature. and Fuck off. It's a draft. Five minutes in between the picks. Let's rock and roll. Give me 90 minutes of slick content. Let's get the fuck out of there. They turned it into four hours of uh, The Voice. Yeah, about, I think, around pick 15 is when I ordered my Pizza Hut pizza. 
Uh, I got suckered last night. I saw the I saw the stuff crossed. I got suckered. But you get heavily influenced by advertising, from what I know of you. That one, it just got me. I don't know what happened while I was drinking vodka. So that happens too. I um I think I had thirty seven beers last night Ooh. because I wasn't planning on drinking that much. But then I'm like, oh, I got to get drunk because this is so boring. Right. And then I haven't after the first fifteen players, I hadn't heard anybody. So I was just like, all right. It was like, uh, but I don't know. Just get it on. Just get it over with. Keep keep it moving. I don't. I don't. I wanted to see more ruckus in the crowd. I wanted to see some, and and people, this is what I was thinking. People got really tired. People are getting really tired of the grief porn that happens with the players. Oh my I, god, I, dude. it's becoming ubiquitous with everybody. Nobody's rooting. Nobody wants it anymore. Also, every commercial is grief porn the whole time. Also, every single time there is a player, you're talking about a charity and this estranged group and this bereaved food and insecurities. I'm like. I want to help people. I want people to do well. If you want to attach a charity to the draft, that's a great idea. Why is it the only thing that we are discussing right now? It's just, it's, I don't know. I just want to know. I want to know how they will help this team. I want to know why they might not help this team. Right. Was this a reach? Was this the best, was this the steal of the draft? Are we getting, are we getting something great out of this pick? It, I just need less. I just want it strictly football. And that's that's me. There are people that go on and say, oh, okay, there's, there's a draft. And then there's people that didn't even know that the draft was happening last night, and they just tuned it on, and they were entertained. I blame it. reality television. I, it's, it's the same reason why everyone cares about what players are wearing to and from the game. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Like, I want to know how the game is going and how I can gamble and play fantasy on it. Um, the Devontae Smith pick, I'm a little – first of all, Alabama has had two wide receivers taken in the first round in the past two drafts. That's fucking crazy. And they had what? They had three picks in the top ten. Was it six or seven overall? It was I six total overall. It, I mean, I'm going to say something really controversial here, and you might want to edit this out. So, okay. but it's really impressive how many players Alabama puts into the National Football League. <laughs> I know. Thank you for marking that in case we have to edit it out. I just It sounds so pedestrian to say that, Tor, but you're like – Jesus Christ, how do they not win? Like, they just should win the Super Bowl every year with how many NFL players they have on that team. And they always have, you always have that argument. Like, if Jacksonville suited up against Alabama, they would blow the doors off Alabama because they're pros, Alabama's college kids. And I'm like, I don't know. Are, are there are there 12 players on Jacksonville that would start on other teams in the NFL? Probably not. Are these guys all going to start? Maybe. The, I don't know. The boring answer is that no, Alabama would not beat Jacksonville. I, would not be I still game. believe that. I still believe that's correct. It's it just, it's they're grown men. That's the thing. You but if you go. took two Alabama teams from, from like 2020 and 2021, combine them, and then they play Jacksonville? They're still not, they're still not grown, grown men. That's the, I that's got the you. one thing. Yeah, but I, I got you. I, it, maybe it's, be, maybe I'm just scared of it. I'm scared of Al, because we're in a suspended reality. It's nuts, it, man. It's just, but I don't know. I, I, how don't they win the national championship every year? It's really impressive, but also Nick Nick Saban took a really unwarranted shot out of nowhere at my school. I know you've told this story. You get very upset about it. Well, I told this one. Yes, of oh, course. Geez, I'm a fucking broken record. <laughs> well, tell sorry, I don't have more Nick Saban stories. Tell, yeah, you well, you have a bevy of them. Tell everybody your Nick Saban story because I, yeah, you probably didn't tell it. This is the free podcast, so oh. different people are going to hear this than listen to the Chad Duke show every day. Yeah, so basically. I guess Nick Saban and their team, um, he was trying to talk about the dedication of his team and his players. I guess they either just won or lost. He said, yeah, we're not up in Rhode Island uh, having picnics after our games. And we're like, 
What did we do to you? We're, yeah, but we're do you, was he talking about the university, or did he just was he just naming some? I don't know. Pretty state. It's a small state. It is a very small <laughs> state. Not many teams in there. Maybe he's a Warack fan. I'm a big war act fan. You know that. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, I was talking about Alabama. It's impressive. <laughs> Again, this is why I made it so long as I did in Sports Talk Radio because I got the inside information. It's very impressive how many players they continue to put into the first round of the draft. Thank you. Um, Devontae Smith uh, to the Eagles. I would be more worried about this tour because it used to be back, I would say, how old am I? I'm 42. Throughout the 80s and the 90s, and I would even say the early 2000s, there was two or three players for each team in the NFC East that you just knew were going to fuck the Redskins up. They were just going to come in, and they were going to kick them in their their ass and wear them out and drag them up and down the field and make them look like they were cartoons. Um, Brian Westbrook. I mean, I can go down the list. There's just I mean, Brandon Jacobs was a guy that probably shouldn't have been in the league as long as he was, except he would go for a buck fifty against Washington every time they played. Witten, Brent Selleck. Witt, oh, don't, don't even get me start on the fucking tight ends. Oh my, John. Chad Lewis. Dude. Chad Lewis would go for <laughs> ninety and two touchdowns every year, and they just would fuck us up. And I remember, oh god, if we could get to Sean Jackson on our team, and like it was just guys like that. Oh my god, please. Um, Burning stupid Laurent Landry on the first play. I don't even want to talk about Laurent. I have a story about Laurent Landry. I won't tell you who told me, but Laurent Landry was injured, and the the uh, Washington football team, formerly of the Redskins, signed Oshimago Otagwe. Where somewhere in between his career, he went from being OJ Otagwe to Oshimago Otagwe. Nobody told me. Um, I was told by a source of mine that the first day that guy arrived, Laurent Landry challenged him to a race, and they raced in the parking lot of the park on the pavement in their cleats. And that's how he blew up his fucking leg. And I was like, well, that's really all I need to know about that dude. And then th there's all the stories about him having like the incredible Hulk action figures like inside of his locker. And then he started like turning into the incredible Hulk. He got yoked. Same dude told me, he said, that's what he's obsessed with. That's what his passion in life is, is to is to become the incredible Hulk. Who would you rather uh, take a hit from? Brandon Merriweather or LeRon Landry? I mean, I think Brandon Merriweather, because I think if I just nimbly stepped to the left, Laurent Landry would just go swinging on by, you know? Hopefully, it would just be a whoosh type situation, but um, neither is probably the, the answer I, I would give Brandon you. Brandon Merriweather hits you with that crown. Your whole, my whole chest would Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Probably could be a helmet to chin hit. Um, <laughs> anyway, the reason... Circle all the way back. What the fuck are we talking about? Devontae Smith reminds yeah. me of one of those guys, is what I would say. Now, that being said, I'm not a big Jalen Hurts believer. He, it, when he wasn't running the football last year, he became a very pedestrian quarterback rather quickly. Maybe that changes. You know, quarterbacks go from year one to year two. Maybe he wins the job outright and he's starting and, and you know, he puts it all together. But it seemed to me once defenses kind of wrapped their heads around what his game was, they were able to kind of handle him better. So we'll see if this type of a weapon uh, helps him facilitate becoming a complete quarterback. Yeah, Defonte Smith feels a lot different than Jalen Rieger for yes, some reason. Yes, absolutely. It just feels like he's going to go for two touchdowns. Well, that Nelson Aguilar story is fucking crazy, isn't it? I mean, what a you leave there, and what a career tra trajectory that guy's had. Um, the field's pick, again, um, look, I, I think it's possible the Bears – had to do something. Um, I don't know what the optics are like in Chicago. It seemed like the Chicago fans were happy with this, but constantly trading up to get quarterbacks, you got to have one of these pay dividends. Uh, I don't know what's going through his head, going to a quarterback in graveyard like that, knowing that they've never gotten it right. They've never gotten it right. 
right? Like uh, Jim McMahon, you want to talk about there's flash in the pans, but just the, the bodies, I always think Washington is the worst for it. But when you look at Cleveland, you look at, you know, Chicago, those seem to be where it, I, I would hope that it works. I like the Bears. They're one of those core NFL teams that I think the league is better when they are competitive. But also in that division right now, I mean, they still look like the fourth best team to me. Yeah, the um, I think that they have gotten so much backlash for missing out on Patrick Mahomes and choosing right. Trubisky. They said, okay, we're going to get this draft's Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to hope that he becomes him. And if Justin Fields does, then okay, you lost three years of your team, and now you got your quarterback. If he doesn't, then you said, okay, we just can't make the right call whatsoever. Regardless, when they traded up, I said, all right, well, they're not trading up for Mac Jones. Uh, the Patriots are going to take him. Oh, my God. Uh, the Patriots fans. Right. Upset about Mac Jones. Like they didn't yeah, just, I know. Like they didn't just revel for 20 years of a guy that was picked 199 in the draft. And he doesn't have to start immediately. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad pick. I think getting him there in that spot, too, and you don't have to move up. I mean, the, the whole narrative was the Patriots are going to move up to get a quarterback, right? Right. So you don't have to sacrifice any picks, and you're able to develop a guy that comes from a winning program that clearly the communication between Belichick and Saban is very, very strong. I don't know. If I'm going to trust Rivera, maybe you should trust Bill Belichick. Um, the Mika Parsons pick was one that stood out to me. That was a guy that I would have that I was hoping maybe would slide down yeah. to Washington because he uh, sat out last year. And so I'm like, oh, man, this is the best linebacker athlete in the draft. You know, maybe you could he'll take a hit because he didn't play Cowboys pick him. Now, I'm sure it'll be fine. And I know that they had a retirement and they also had a, uh, some under uh, a performance from their that core last year. But that wasn't a major need for them. I, I still don't know. I don't think the Cowboys, you know what body dysmorphia is? I do, yes. I think the, the Cowboys have body dysmorphia, but not the same way that you or I would, where if we lost 10 pounds, you'd still look in the, the fucking mirror and be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a sweaty pig. They look in the mirror and they say Jessica Rabbit, and I'm like, that you look like Eddie Rabbit, homie. Like mm -hmm. That's that's kind of the way I feel about them. Um, Mac Jones, you mentioned him. What did you think of, uh, what did you think of Jacksonville's draft? They, uh, I mean... Trevor Lawrence, I'm not going to complain. We got to see what they do in the in the second round. If they take uh, Notre Dame linebacker JOK or Jeremiah Owusu Koromora, okay, he's a, a, he's got the heaviest bones of a player that I've seen in a while. Bones. Like, it's when he hits you, he fucking thumps you. Now I would have liked Washington to take them. I want either Washington, Atlanta, or Jacksonville to take him because maybe they'll be able to use him. And and, and Dallas just signed, signed Keanu Neal, who was basically. A little bit smaller than JOK, hmm. and he just will thump the shit out of you. And he he's he's fast, he's athletic. He I I, I think the Giants completely fumbled the bag by drafting Kadarius Tony because they didn't. It's not like they just signed Kenny Galladay, right? You know they they're gonna stink this year. Well, awesome. they're another team. I don't think. I, I, here's what I will say: is the teams that uh, shit or get off the pot with their quarterbacks. I, I think they needed to make a tough decision with Daniel Jones, and they're not ready to make a tough decision yet. Um, the Jets made that decision. The the Bears have made that decision. I know Jones is a, a younger player, but and I actually I don't mind Daniel Jones. Like his deep ball. I feel like if he could get someplace where he's less besieged, where there aren't so many mines going off all around, if he get out of New York, I think he could be all right. I just I think the die is cast there, and it's not going to work. Um, drafting, I don't want to call him a scat back, but uh, they were calling him Etienne last night. I've been told by French people it's Etienne, but um, the, the, the pass catching running back 
is so valuable in this league, like the guy that can take a swing pass and you're going to get 17 instead of four, or you're going to get a touchdown instead of 20. I get that. And I also get, we we like to sit here and say, draft linemen, just draft, why don't you take the linemen? We went in the trenches. And I think a lot of success can come from that, but having that connection and having those guys there and coming from Clemson after you drafted your quarterback at one overall, which by the way, the no-brainer of all no-brainers, and I'm sure he's going to be an absolute stud if he doesn't get killed. Like The, the thing I'm always worried about in a situation like this is this is a bad franchise tour. Right. This isn't a bad team. It's a bad, bad franchise. And you don't know if the owner wants to be there. You don't know if the owner wants to take the team to London. There's a lot about this that when you look at Cincinnati and you look what happened to Joe Burrow, Cincinnati's a bad, bad franchise. So as great as Joe Burrow can be, you just when bad franchises do things, bad things generally happen. We saw it here in Washington for years and years and years, and hopefully we're calling our way out of it. Lawrence could go there and blow his knee up the first practice. You know what I mean? Like we're we're looking at it like, well, he gets out there, he's gonna be able to I don't know. There's 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 what is it, uh, Mojo. There's Juju, whatever you want to call it around these organizations. But having those two guys and being able to print up all your stickers and they're there and the banners hanging from the stadium, there's a lot of dollar value in doing that. So maybe it's a stretch in the first round. My policy is no running backs ever in the first round, but I at least understood why they did what they did. Your point made me think it might have been because Lawrence, he said, yeah, I don't need to be completely committed to football. You know, I got other stuff going on. That was a a pick for Lawrence to get him invested because – if it does go bad and they're four and thirteen in this first year or something like that, he's not going to be thrilled. And then, yeah, but then people with, people said that about Kyler Murray the entire time too. I, got I mean, I just oh, feel like that baseball. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like it's overblown. Like all these kids are looking at like I got four million TikTok followers. You know, right. I could just fucking post advertisements on there and earn a living. I mean, I just feel like you have to be really committed to football to to be considered the first overall pick in the draft and. Kids just aren't we, – we, we, we change so much for youth in this country. Like, we focus everything on youth, but we still don't acknowledge that they just view the world differently. So when they say, I'll just go fucking be an actor, I'll just go play baseball, it's not the same thing as, oh, they're not going to work hard. Trust me, they had to work hard to get to that spot. Yeah. It, it, hopefully they get him another receiver in the second round. Because right. uh, good Marvin Jones, cool. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, cool. DJ Chark, cool. They're not number ones. Right. You need a number one, or you need the second best tight end. Or, you, or maybe you just throw it to uh, Travis Etienne 50 times this year, or 80 times this year, and he's going to be your offense. You have James Robinson, who could run it run for another 900 yards and 10 touchdowns, and you'll be fine. You'll be a running team with a great quarterback. I love the thunder and lightning bits, too. Yeah. I love those bits. It, but- it, it could work. It could, but when has it worked? I don't know. Maybe for that one year, two years in Atlanta with Freeman and Coleman. What, but I'm saying, but they still stunk. With game. with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I mean, just go yeah. down the list. I mean, you don't usually. That's not usually what's winning you a championship. It's it's fun, and I like it. And right. having two backs, I'd rather have two backs than no backs. But well, here's the list, by the way. Mike Clay uh, put out his updated grades following round one of the draft. Washington ranked twelfth overall. And third defensively after that pick. So, it is what it is. Um, what was I going to say? I had something. Oh, how funny is it? Are you mad that Tim Tebow couldn't let – there was a Florida tight end getting some run in this draft, and he decided, well, I can't have that. And after – I don't know how many years it's been. I don't know how many segments I did with LeVar where we said if Tim Tebow switched to tight end, fill in the blank. 
But now, finally, after he's retired from baseball, we see this Urban Meyer tryout in Jacksonville. I don't know if it'll come to fruition, but I, I, I just wonder what clicked in his brain now that didn't click, you know, eight years ago when everybody was saying this is what he needed to do to have a career. I don't like that Taysom Hill is what Tim Tebow could have been, and Tebow came a little bit, he came 10 years too early into the NFL. Always liked Tebow. I liked that he was, I liked his spirit for the game. Right. I liked everything. Whatever, people get mad about the Christ stuff and how big of a religious guy he was. doesn't bother me. I could separate it from and, the player and all that. And also, I thought for a while, Tor, that it was a put-on, that he seemed kind of phony. But when you just see everything that he does, you cannot like organized religion. I, I understand people that don't. But what is he doing that's bad? Everything that seems to be based in his religion is, I'm going to go out and help this enormously large group of people. Right. So It never I, felt like he was pushing it either. It no. felt like this is just who I am. I'm not pushing this on you, which I liked. I don't need to be have anything pushed onto me. For the same I reason think. why I like Lance Armstrong raising, I don't care if Lance Armstrong cheated in every race he ever was in. He raised hundreds of millions of dollars to, in cancer research. Also, yeah, he was. I'm sure he's the only one cheating in those races. Well, he, I mean, it's he, rampant. The, the 19th, <laughs> the person that came in 19th in that Tour de France was the only clean one. <laughs> well, also, Oprah is incredibly annoying to me. But sure. think about how much charitable. I, I don't need to. You know, we don't need to have dinner every night for me to appreciate you're doing an enormous amount of good in the world. And that's kind of always the way I felt about Tebow. I mean, I think that. I don't know. He's never going to stop being an athlete. Yeah, I feel like if he, he's going to keep on diverting his athletic needs to something else. Right. He was broadcasting. I don't know how fulfilled he was at it. He always got me a little bit pumped up on college game day. I hate college game day. I don't like it. I'm not <laughs> never been a huge fan of college football. Right. I like the NFL way more. Uh, and come in Northern Virginia, where I lived, didn't never really had a team. To, to root for. for oh, I'm college. with you. Yeah, so, I think that's, that's why I never got into college football because right. Tech's four hours away. Uh, UVA's three hours away. They never were any good when I was a kid. I mean, who the fuck? Maryland? I'd rather root for, you know, who are we at war with right now? Are we with war with? I'd rather <laughs> North Korea. They put out a football team. I'd probably root for them first. Um, it's just like I'm with you. And also college game day is a bit of a jack off session. It's a bit of a really pep rally. Is. There's so much fan service. Like uh, I'm with you. I mean, the passion. I like the passion. I like the fact they're drunk kids behind them because they're just going to care more than, than dudes in their 45 that are 45 and have sweet tickets. But yeah, I'm with you. The quality of the game. So I like the NBA way more than college basketball. I, I much prefer the quality of the game over the passion. I still don't. I, I get it supporting your school, but if you have season tickets in your uh, to the to the college that you went to to watch the football team, right. and you're like a grown ass adult with a family, I don't know how. If, I mean, if you're bringing your kids, cool, and you want your kids to do the same thing, right. and Go to school and do that, but I mean, there's NFL. I know a lot there's of pros, dude. I know a lot of dudes that were in frats that never never got out of it. Like they just uh-huh. that was the best time of their lives, and because of that, they're constantly trying to get back to that space, and so they're doing what you just discussed. I mean. Maybe people just like going and watching their alma mater play, but I think it's a lot of people realizing, oh my God, I've got a wife and eight kids and a mortgage, and I wish I could just go back and fucking go to raves and uh, phone parties, and I don't know. Maybe there's some of that in there. Maybe there isn't. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, Tebow. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it works out. I think that'd be fun if he was on that team. That team would be must-watch TV. Um, well, they're, they're already going to be for the rest of the season. Um and if Tim Tebow's playing tight end for them, I don't know how that could be. Although maybe he'd play like Gronk. Maybe we're expecting him to go out there and have one-handed stabs in the back of the end zone. And he's just going to run, you know, blocking packages and be in there for protection. I have no idea. The the Rogers stuff. Or we'll wrap it up here. Um, I I firmly believe. I just read in Pro Football Talk right before we started today. Uh, Tour that the, 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 they all think that it's more likely he'll be traded after June first than before. 
But Tor, if you had the ability, if you're the Packers, and, and the report was Trey Wingo was talking about this, a bunch of people were talking about this, that that he had said, I want out, they had agreed, like we're gonna trade you, then they backed off, and then that's why he's so rip shit now, is that we're back here to where we're not trading you at all. If I'm the Packers and Tebow Tebow and Aaron Rodgers is willing to stick to his guns, it's like, well, you can either trade me or you can keep me, but I'm not playing for you next year. And you had an opportunity to get that third round pick, the third overall pick, and Jimmy Garoppolo and a couple of players. First of all, the Packers are a playoff team if Jimmy Garoppolo plays 16 games for them. Yes. I, I you know, you 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 lost it back to back. I think that that is going to be as difficult as it would be for them to lose Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to be even more difficult if it goes badly for them. That package was on the table, and they just decided, no, 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 we're still in charge here. We still know what's best. We're gonna, we know Aaron Rodgers is going to play for us. It'll be interesting to see if he sticks to his guns. Here's my thing: like, if he was going to go to San Francisco, a lot of people would be like, okay, well, what's keeping Rodgers in Green Bay? I'd say Devonte Adams and David Bakhtiari. If he went to San Fran. Okay, who uh, Bakhtiari, best left tackle in the game. Who's in San Francisco? Oh, Trent Williams is in San Francisco protecting his blind side. And then you also have a, a complete stable of running backs yeah. out there and Shanahan who's going to bow down to you. And the best tight end arguably in the game. Right. Wide receivers it's, all over the place. It seemed like it would have been a win-win, but I guess Green Bay can't can't let it go where they just are trying to wheel and deal. I give up anything for, for But how do, you, how do you fucking go out there and draft a DB? Like, how do you – I mean – Maybe it's not just a double middle finger to Aaron Rodgers, but clearly he's taking it that way. Clearly he's taking it personally. So don't deal with what reality is. Deal with the reality that Aaron Rodgers sees because you've got to deal with him. You've got to do business with him. Right. Not everybody is going to be Tom Brady taking pay cuts or Juju Smith-Schuster taking a pay cut this year to play another year at Pittsburgh. They're not all going to be that. Right. A lot of guys are saying, okay, I'm good at football. I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm going to do stuff after football yeah. and I'm going to have a lot as much money as I can because it's a finite game. It's going to end for everybody. Tom Brady's eventually going to stop playing. Most players don't make it as long as Aaron Rodgers did. You find someone that was that good for that long, you got to kind of cherish it because long people the NFL players they're going in for three and a half years and they're lucky to get their severance if they make that three years do you think though that they're looking at what happened with New England and what happened with Tom Brady and saying we cannot allow that to happen to us I guess I mean, by, by the way why isn't Jordan Love ready to go you, you, you traded up to get him like that's your quarterback that's your future I was so I, I, I'm not going to root against anybody but I was happy to hear that Jordan Love was not progressing as they expected him to progress because, of course, he wouldn't. Right. Because he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not getting. I mean, what reps is he going to get? You know, <laughs> like what, what the practice squad is going to get you ready to go? I don't know. But, but it, that was your guy. I mean, you were sold on him. Why not just? Oh, hey, we'll trade Aaron Rodgers. We'll have the third pick. Uh, we'll draft a weapon. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 have Jimmy Garoppolo come in and be his backup or whatever the fuck it would be. Um, because we're ready to go because we've already taken care of this. We planned ahead. I don't know. That, that, is a, that is a messy situation. And then selfishly, as someone that doesn't have a dog in the fight, I don't like Kyle Shanahan, but I'd love to see him go to San Francisco. Oh and I'd love to see them, like, go to the, you know, go to the, they don't have to win the Super Bowl. Packers would be 8-8 eight and eight team if they're lucky. I don't know. I would just love all that drama. But I still don't get the list these quarterbacks are putting together. So the presumed list was uh, Denver, San Francisco, and Las Vegas. I don't get it. What's there? I mean, maybe he just maybe he just thinks Denver's beautiful. I mean, D Denver's where quarterbacks go to die. Like, if your name isn't Peyton Manning, you're not going to have success there, John Elway. 
Um, and then Vegas, I guess people just love Vegas. Maybe they just love John Gruden. It just makes too sense for too much sense for him to go to San Francisco. I guess California guy. I feel like he always is trying to go back there. Uh, wants to be on TV with Jeopardy and stuff like that. Like the Jeopardy bit is weird for think, me. I don't think he did that great. He kind of fits it because he's a little smarmy, but. Like like Trebek was, but but no. also it's funny like how aggressive he has been and how public he has been about what he wants from Jeopardy, and we still every time he like goes on with um who's your kid uh, Pat um, who's the punter oh, Pat well, McAfee. McAfee every time he goes on with him um like there's like half ass kind of double entendres that you're supposed to maybe. Uh, digest and then be able to translate that they mean that he's unhappy with. Like, just come out and say what you mean, man. Like, at least Deshaun Watson, for all the problems that he's in, we knew exactly where he stood. And I thought it was interesting he got brought up as much as he did last night with people still potentially maybe being open to trading for him. And I guess Denver's considering that. If Denver's big, you know, Hail Mary passes are, we're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers or we're going to bring in Deshaun Watson, and then we have Teddy Bridgewater. Like I, I don't know, I don't know where that organization is going. I, I thought Drew Locke was going to be a lot better last year. I don't know why. The dude's kind of a chotch, but um, like, jeez. Yeah, it was a big disappointment because he thought he was trending upwards at the end of the nineteen season. So right. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it was a it was a fun day. It was. I mean, the tele, the fe- television show it, it, itself was an absolute snooze fest, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But the actual football storyage it's the it's the most intriguing reality television that we have in our society today in my opinion so doug all of that tour thank you but this was fun today huh? i didn't know we were gonna do this of course i mean for the listeners that are listening for free it's kind of like this a little more condensed usually a little less sportsy we like to have yeah. a little bit more fun you know tell some jokes some good falls some knee slaps but yeah uh, if you want more of the show, there is a shitload of back catalog already available for you on ChadDukeShow.com. And also, you get a new episode Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We do bonus episodes every single week. We do movie shows. We do alien shows. We do sports shows. We do all types of fun shit. So go to ChadDukesShow.com and subscribe. Uh, did you need to say anything about trimming your balls, by the way? Oh, I did. I'll put that oh, Hold on one second. Go for it. <laughs> I can start that music again some other time. I want to make sure you're grooming your nuts. We're grooming, we're grooming over here with Manscaped. Nice. I've been a good friend of the show. A lot of you guys have been really supportive. They've reflected that. They said, hey, you, your, your gaggle of listeners have done a great job supporting. Keep on referring people. and Make sure to use the code DUKES. These trimmers are no joke. They will get you cleaned up. It was 86 degrees uh, this whole week. My God. Do you know how good I felt walking around knowing that my balls and my pubes weren't just Gross. hanging out? And I don't know, maybe uh, if when I beat a, a a certain person in a football throwing competition, I'll gift him one of these as a condolence prize because he'll only be able to throw a ball 40 yards and I'll be launching it at 60. And I know he needs to get some trimming done. Oh, no. So uh, use the code Dukes at Manscaped.com. These are high-efficiency uh, ball hair trimmers, pubis hair trimmers, pubis. all of that stuff. Pubis hair. <laughs> Pube hair trimmers, pube hair, pubes, whatever. They'll get you done. Uh, <laughs> code Dukes for 20% pubis. off. <laughs> I got to say, it's, it, it, the, the difference in between having a big hairy sack and not having a big hairy sack in the summer is the most notable cultural shift I'll have all year long. It, <laughs> it really is. I don't want to be overdramatic, but I stand by those words. I, I'm telling you, we were at the beach uh, the first day that we launched the code. Ted bought uh, the performance package from Manscaped. He said, whoa, that's a lot of money I just saved. Yep. It's 20% off and free shipping with code Dukes at Manscaped.com. 
Trim up. Your balls will thank you. Balls will thank you. That's right. Uh, what is the promo code again? D-U-K-E-S? Dukes, yes. Check that out. Very cool. See, I can just start the music again. That's how it works. It's not that big a deal. All right. Hopefully you <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed the bonus show. Oh, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday tonight, Friday Night Hoot Nanny. We do it every Friday night. Facebook, well, almost every Friday night. Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. Go check it out. It's a live, fun show. We get drunk. We have a special guest tonight. We have a special concept tonight. So check that out. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Facebook.com slash Chad Dukes Show. Tor, thank you so much, brother. Of course. Thanks for coming in and talking draft. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, man. I'm glad we decided to do this. We'll do some more fun stuff. We'd like to keep you guessing. So appreciate the five-star reviews and subscribe here on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your free podcast. The good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise. We'll meet you back here tonight for the Hoot Nanny. Roll out the trash cans.